Diva Carter Grail at Fortigley Sports Line on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Line show here on Scarif Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the tuning app in associates with Derek Credit Union. On today's show, of course, it can be nothing, only hurling. What a weekend we have in store. All Ireland semi finals, Clare against Kilkenny later on today in Craw Park, and Galway and Limerick in the second semi final uh, tomorrow. And who's going to be in the All Ireland final? It's anybody's guess. We also have a bit of Camogie this weekend as the Clare Junior and Senior Camogies uh, finished their ground robin stages of the championship. So I'm joined, as always, in studio with co presenter Pat McNamara, our guest on today's show. And first of all, as we're going to preview the Clare Kilkenny game, we're joined by a man whose voice is known to everyone all over the world, a man who uh, brought broadcast games for Clare FM many, many years ago in those historic days of 92, 95 and, and 97. And what joy he brought to people all over the world is the one and only Matthew McMahon. Pat, Matthew, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Leo. Pat, first of all, uh, we have to talk about the Camogie. Clare, final group game later on today against Waterford and in the junior game, final group game against Armagh and they're probably more than likely already in the semi-final but have to play out the group game. The game against Waterford, you know, they're still, they're out of the championship but hoping to avoid that relegation battle. Yeah, hoping to avoid relegation is right, Leo. After a promising, I suppose, a promising few weeks there uh, around the time of the Munster final that when they had a brilliant uh, display against uh, a very strong Cork side down in, in Park Irene. Going to the second period of extra time, uh, I suppose you'd have expected maybe uh, things were looking really high up at the time. But I suppose you know it's a very competitive camogie scene now nowadays. The likes of Dublin, uh, Tip, you know we know Waterford, Limerick um, are all tightening the gap on what we call the big three: uh, Cork, Galway, and Kilkenny. I suppose and. Uh, Clear, we thought we're on the way to to joining the top three or the top four, but uh, it's a struggle to get there, and uh, they put an awful lot into it. But um, look, uh, I saw Waterford beating Tip that day below in Thurles before the Munster final, and they were very impressive beating Tip that day. Big, big, huge pitch and uh, kind of slippery conditions, and a huge crowd gathered in, not supporting Waterford. They handled everything very well, so they're no they're no uh, pushover at all. So it's a, it's a challenge for Clare, a serious challenge. But being a home game, I suppose Clare. I think with the backs to the wall, I think Clare will dig in, and I think they'll pull out the victory. I think uh, you know they know they have to, and I think they have enough quality and enough maybe you know to lift the great home support considering this clash and the clash that's happening, which is uh, a bigger issue should be talked about again in terms of I, I know it's no responsibility of Clare people at all, but in the nationalist scene, I mean the Camogie the Camogie um, Association want to get their act together because uh, you just this is just ridiculous and I mean I, I mentioned it because it's not fair to the Clare players the management would love being Croke Park it's not fair to the many people who'd like to go and support them in this vital game against Waterford if it was Sunday or, or another day so um, but look I think they'll dig deep and I think the fact that uh, um, you know the experience they've gained from playing so well against Cork uh, and uh, you know good performances against Tip as well a bit disappointing against a good Dublin team maybe but uh, I think they'll they'll dig it they'll dig out a victory hopefully and the junior team side is a Kevin they're playing uh, up in in, in Britain yeah, that would be scary enough yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just because at, of football at, at, at the moment anyway but <laughs> they had but a decent team last year Arme, as well yeah but going to Kevin you know Kevin have already drawn with Tipperary yeah, so I've seen I saw a little bit of on YouTube and, and uh, uh, playing uh, they're playing and uh, do you know some these girls can play camogie but uh, again our girls have a lot of training and with the seniors and uh, a lot of work has gone into them so uh, you'd be fancy and clear but uh, that could be that's a tricky game enough I, I think you know the, the, these northern teams 
Um, they love their Camogie up there and uh, they put a lot of effort into it and uh, they'll be competitive and uh, they know that they'll fight as well. I mean that in the proper way. <laughs> yeah, you want to watch me So look we wish to look to the juniors yeah, as well. Yeah, we wish the Camogie to mm. best look in both games today. But look at there's only one thing in town today and what a game we have in Crow Park later on this evening Clare and Kilkenny All-Ireland semi-final as I said we're joined here with, by Metro McMahon Metro 25 years ago in 1997 Clare beat Kilkenny in an All-Ireland semi-final and went on to lend uh, Lee McCarthy back with a defeat a win over Tipperary we, they came through the qualifier system that time we came through the qualifinal uh, this time what's your thoughts going into the game Metro? Well, most most people would suggest the general opinion out there is that that um, you're going to have. I suppose it's an opinion and a hope that you'll have a clear Limerick All Ireland final. Uh, people are waiting for more of the same at the Munster final, and even if that happens, I was talking to Ger Hegarty some night last week, and he said, like you know, people could get very disappointed in the context that you you can't get. A repeat. You can get a repeat of the pairings, but you'll never get a repeat of the Munster final. Clare, to me, are a better team than Kilkenny. Um, will they beat Kilkenny? I don't know. Because um, Kilkenny are Kilkenny. I mean, that is the problem. If, if you know, I mean, you could be better than them, um, but you want to be a good bit better than them to beat them. Um, if if Kilkenny win that, it wouldn't surprise me. There'd be no point in saying, "Oh God, you know, we got surprised that we got this or we got that." I mean, this is another lion's den, and Cody has a lot of issues. I'm not saying with Clare, but he has, despite all he has done, he has a lot to prove. You know, that's what keeps people going, and um, he'll be mad to have a crack and get into an All Ireland and prove that he's still the king. Pardon the pawn on the other king but um, of course Clare's situation was after the Munster final and Jerry Hegarty said this as well you know he said it was just obviously that he was mentally tired of her rather than you know that proved that they weren't physically tired and you know that that mental exhaustion has now gone out of the system and you know they finished well whether they win or they lose I love the way they're going about our business. It, it, it's what we were grew up watching, you yeah. know. Um, they have tactics, but they're not they're not bogging themselves down in, in, in tactics. I mean, they're letting hurl and they're let hurl. They seem to be let hurl. They seem to be enjoying it. And the one thing that I really enjoyed was when I saw the boys being allowed to play with their club the other night. I mean, in modern times in Clare Hurland, that's unprecedented, and I think you know. I, I thought it was a good thing. In fairness, uh, uh, Pat, Brian Lohan has the support of the player uh, people behind him. And to follow on your point there, allowing the players to, to play their club matches, you know, what it says to the club is like, you know, they have clubs backed him and he's gone back and, and, and you know, let, allowed the players back. And he allowed them to play other games we, we needed as well. So it's not, the, it's not the first time he's done it. Like, you know, he has really grown into this job as manager. As I said, he's a supporter of everyone. But the team are playing. It's like a throwback to the old times, really. Yeah, well, I suppose Lohan, the manager, is, to my mind, the same as Lohan, the player, was. But you, you knew exactly what you got from him. You got honesty. You got 100% commitment. You got 
ruthlessness on the pitch in the right way, you know, to win the ball and to clear it. That time you could clear down the field without having to find the man. Um, sensible, t- tuned in, leadership, all the great qualities you'd look for. And that's the same in management. It is simple. And when I say simple, I don't mean that the, the ball, the, the game they play is simple, but it isn't overly complicated either in terms of too much, trying too many, too many plans and too many things and too many, too many players programmed to have to do a certain thing in a certain position. They're allowed to think for themselves, I think. And, um, at times there's some great ball being played up into the forwards but that's not always the case because if you don't get space in the middle towards all the one how good you are planning these things you're going to have to hit the ball under pressure but you know also he gives nothing to the media only a couple of usual comments these boys work very hard and delighted for them they got what they deserved they're working really hard they're a great bunch he says very little outside of those student mantras no complaining about referees. So he's really, really, I think, just a wonderful leader. Keeps the keeps the attention off clear in a way from, from the public. But to go back to the match itself, um, you know, it is very hard to know what 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 you'll get in terms of Kilkenny. You know you'll get the intensity, the tackling, the swarm tackling, and if you have a chance of a goal in front of the goal is there, they'll bury it. However, there are four or five of their players, I think, aren't particularly wonderful players, in my opinion. They're the guys who could lift it to the head runners. But, you know, they have some of those players that you'd hardly... Some people wouldn't wouldn't hardly know them, would say, I, I won't mention players, it mightn't be fair, but we all know who they are. There's four or five players there that haven't an awful lot of seen or hurled and done for Kilkenny in winning teams and winning trophies, maybe Leinster Championships. Leinster Championship is slightly bit devalued, I suppose, in recent years because it's all about the All-Ireland, first of all, and I suppose Kilkenny have lost twice already, but... The one thing you know you'll get from him is an app from a Cody team, and this is Cody's great strength. Whatever 15 he puts out and three or four or five that come on will die for the jersey, and they will work their socks off, and they will mostly do the right things. They're slightly lacking the ability, if not maybe more than slightly, of the greats who retired. You know, the JJ Delaney's, the Tommy Walsh's, the Shefflin's, the Eddie Brennan's. Keep going. However, if Clare aren't right, Kilkenny would beat us. But I, I, I great trust in Lohan and, and his backroom staff that's with him, you know, Sean Tracy and Ralph and Warren and those and the SNC guys, you know, you'd have to agree it because so far they have answered every question and except for the Munster final last you know, last few seconds of extra time, all through the year they've answered all those questions. So I'm expecting a clear win and I'm hoping for a clear win, obviously. But you just don't know whether if the new Kilkenny lets happen to rise to the occasion, they could make it very tough for us. Looking at Kilkenny, Matthew, and Cody has been switching the team around, but it's the same faces. It's like Glenigan's ball, he's one in and one out. It's the same lads going in and the same lads going out. I'd say he's not too sure about his best 15 is. That may be the case, but Paddy was just saying there about no names and a lot of names, but I mean, you know, the man that has impressed me most in the championship this year above all counties is Mikey Butler. I mean, yeah, a new name. Sorry, a new name. I mean, Jesus, the man is. The man is unreal. I mean, and, and that's my worry about Kilkenny. That's why I came while, you know, Dangler was coming out a while ago. That, you know, when you put a jersey on these people, they, they, you know, they can turn into something different, like Mikey Butler. I mean, Michael Cavanaugh was a great cornerback. You know, he was as good as we ever he saw. He was, yeah. You know, tidy. Unbelievable. Yeah. But like this fella, if he continues... You know, if he continues as he is... Yeah, savage sticky as well, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's going to be a Michael Kavanagh. Yeah. And Jesus, like, you know, trying to, trying to, yes. get, in, trying to get in around him <coughs> is, is, not going to, is not going to be simple. And you, you don't have to be a star in Kilkenny to become a star. 
You know what I mean? And that, yeah. that worried me that if John, John, Johnny ended up coming in, calling a forward, and you never heard of him before, mm. he, could, he could destroy you. Yeah, they have a habit of doing that. Sorry, that's, that'd be my worry. And I, you're right there, Metro, because if, if you look over the All-Irelands, um, have won over the last 20, 25 years, the fellow who got mad at the match was often a new known, or an almost new known, who suddenly blazed. You're talking about you're talking about Kieran Joyce coming back after being left off. Go back to go back to Chris Deverland forty years ago, whenever it was. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah. Walter Walsh. Walter Walsh. Walter Walsh played against Clare in the twenty one final. Don't didn't mm. really stand out. I think he was mad at the match two weeks after. It, it. You can never underestimate Kilkenny, but if we get it right, as right as we got it mentally and physically but it'll be very hard for any team clear or anybody to come with the same physicality as they did against Limerick you know it was a whole different package Kilkenny to me are not as physical as Limerick they're not as good a team as Limerick but that wouldn't mean that they couldn't beat you by more than Limerick beat you you know that is that is always the worry it is like walking into a house around a house and an Alsatian is inside and you're telling me that the Alsatian is quiet. <laughs> Jesus is like, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't take your word for it, Leo. You know what I mean? I, I, I'd still be worried. Yeah. I, I'd be very worried. A good analogy. And of course, Matthew, just pressure on Cody as well with everything that all the shenanigans has gone on. You know, and he is a, you know, that's he, he feels like he has to prove himself again probably. Well, that's what I said to you a while ago. It's, it's a case of the two kings and I'm trying to be the mightier king of the two and it would be a real B in his a V in his sleeve I mean he doesn't need B's in his bonnet because he'll use anything to have a B in his bonnet <laughs> and I'm not criticising him for that by the way oh, no. you know I mean the man has done you cannot take away no you cannot no. and I mean he wants to win and he will use he will use anything he can to motivate his players and you know there is no argument about it whatever about Brian Lohan or any of the rest of them you know he has proven himself now the fact that it hasn't happened for a couple of years I'd write nothing into it. No. And the other thing is, Croke Park is literally their home. It's their home pitch. And that's not the case for a lot of the Clare lads. Uh, a few women have played two or three times in it, but like Carey, or, uh, Cody's men, most of them have played there 15, 20, 25 times between minors, under, 20, under 20s, and senior, and in Linster games. So I know it's not a big deal, maybe. And Pat, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not buying into the fact that in Pat that when Clare in the past invariably hit Crop Park to play their best invariably tournament invariably do and that's the, that's the other that's the balancing point and just right uh, here's the balancing point there's so much about this game that is kind of maybe driving you towards a very close match to be honest about it you know I can't see Clare pulling away from Kilkenny uh, certainly listen to the last few minutes but up to then because Kilkenny just won't let you they'll be just they'll compete too much in the middle towards to win dirty ball and, and to not let you do that I can't see Kilkenny pulling away from Clare either because we we, we, are, we have as a mentally strong as that you refer to great mentality there, great physical strength as well, and great uh, fitness there as well as as proven after the Munster final and that comeback was flexible when we finished very well in the game even though we were tired. So and and, and the Holland is there as well. So and and the mentality as I said. So neither of them is going to pull away. So it could be small little things. Let's hope we're not talking about referees' decisions again after the last few weeks. We've had enough of that. Let's hope it's on the pitch that Tony Kelly or Shane O'Donnell or Shane Meehan or Matt Rogers or someone does something or, or maybe Keen Nolan or, 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 or Young Hayes does something to win the game. Or the, the other minute. side. Yeah. That yeah. It's one yeah. Yeah. Or, or either yeah. of you. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you don't want, of course, we have the, arguably the best referee in the game, referee in the game with, with, with Fergal Horgan. Well, sure, we have now, but what 
Let's hope we agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have now, but um, this is before the game. You know, what way will that situation be after, after the, the game? game? Yeah. Because there will be somebody giving out about him. Yeah. I mean, the reality of it is that it was generally accepted that Mr. Keenan had a great game in the Munster final. He littered this, he littered that, and he had the other thing. And if our information is correct, Mr. Keenan uh, wasn't... Um, or his performance in that game didn't go down well. Didn't go down well with the people upstairs, yeah. for the want of a better word. But having said that, I mean, in fairness to the man, the intensity of that game literally made it impossible. You know, it, it made it impossible. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stories about umpires and whatever. Mm. Um, I, I thought when I spoke to Marty Morrissey that night, Marty thought he had a good game, for, you know, like a lot of others. And I said to Marty, I said, you know, I was at the game and, and I thought some of his decisions were shocking. On, on, on both yeah, shocking. On, Sorry, both sides, yeah, on, yeah. on both sides, yeah. Shocking. Inconsistent, maybe more than shocking. Um, but, you know, he was the flavour of the month and then you come along and there's two players who should, were, should have been suspended that he didn't so what were they doing? You know, and it's, you know, I mean, you saw last Sunday, I mean, what happened in Crow Park with referees. I mean, people say that people are on about referees, but my God, the referees don't do much in cases to, to, his, to stop um, people yeah. talking about them. As for the GA themselves, I mean, what came out in the Sunday game last night, the GA talking about why the two boys were sent yeah. off for contributing to MLE. Just shut your mouth not to be making a fool of yourself. Sorry, I mean, that's that's what happened to that statement. I mean, the two boys, I mean, Leo, they had no more to do with it than you and I had. Yeah. <laughs> and Pat, to follow on matters, my dear, as we diverse away to the football for a minute, the national broadcaster, the Sunday game, which is, in my opinion, has too much to say on, on what's going on. It has a big say in running the association yeah. and running the different things at the moment. But to come out and say that. So the free support didn't, obviously, yeah. didn't, didn't go in till, till well, Monday. Well, it wasn't they said it. It, 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 they they, they mm. uh, gave the statement that was issued yes, by the GA. Right, yeah. So my problem is with who in the name of the divine God came up and issued that statement to the Sunday well, game. It leaves it up it, to desire. It, 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 sure it goes again to GA's own rules yeah. and logic because the referees report to sacrosanct supposed to be. That's usually a Monday, isn't it, the day after it all happens. Everything has to wait until that. But here was a decision made on the pitch with a bunch of officials all around the referee talking to him and was the second there's a board count is involved. So there must have been it seems there was some agreement made. We'll give a red card to each each guy, each side. And and then the captain of Galway, uh, Kelly, who was a very fi- fine player and a clean player, after he sent off, as as was mentioned off air, was able to be in for the, the toss, called the toss for the extra types. But it's just the GA are their own worst enemies when it comes well, to Pat, discipline even, even looking at the pictures on television right mm. when Sean Kelly was told he was obviously told he was gone yeah. he was so look at destroyed I, 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 right yeah, yeah. but within a couple of minutes that just seemed to fall away himself and the, and the two know, it, often kind of tapped each other in the back and a yeah, smile sure and, and say look at We'll take this. We'll take this for the team and for the sake of. We'll take this for the sake of the of the of, of the saving face for the GA. It looked like to me, and then and that's not I, right. And then, but yes, but then having saved face and done it, the GA came out and made a ridiculous statement. Yeah. You know, yeah. to, to, to throw the whole, the whole because thing. I mean, if that statement wasn't made, yeah. we wouldn't even be discussing this. I think we because, all right up on that. You know, mm. but you said you said there, Paddy, Paddy, just about the, the referees' um, report is, you know, 
the be all and the yeah. end all. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mm. That, that is no longer the case, obviously. Because but all these CCCs, I don't notice these. Um, and Sunday games. And, and Sunday games. <laughs> you know, right. And then you have one CC looking at it and the CHC comes on for another <coughs> meeting. And I mean, the GAA, sorry, the GAA suspension system is a farce. Clumsy. Yeah, it is. It is, is non existent, yeah. despite what they might try and portray. Yeah, sure. We yeah. saw the same. You were talking about you saw the same in a, in a Camogie game last year where a certain player from Cork who got three games, and next thing she played the All Ireland final. You know, it's just it's just crazy. That's right. But going back to and, and we have to, we'll be taking a break in a minute. But going back to the Clare game and Fergal Hogan refereeing Metro, does that say that? He's going to referee. No, no one knows what way the game is going to turn out or how he's going to pan out. There's no doubt to be physical and tough. What way does Fergal Hogan referee? Is he going? Is the pressure going to be on him to dish cards early and and to curb out the the, the the chance of anything happening? He's under pressure before he starts as well. You said about issuing cards early. You know, I have a bee in my bonnet over issuing cards early because I think referees um, a yellow card, in my view, is for something that's a toss of a coin. You know, are you going to be sent off or not? The yellow, the first yellow card is being issued too trivially. And then if I come and hit you a decent smack afterwards, well, I have to get a yellow card. You know, the, the yellow card should be the referee nearly saying to myself, Jesus, you know, will I put him off or not? Yeah, that was, that was a hard protection. Yeah, you know, yeah. you, know, yeah. well, you know, this is a 50-50 call. Is it red or yellow? Rather than just... I is pull it yellow or nothing? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or I pulling you, passing you, you know, or, or tripping you, and the next thing there's the yellow card, and then when I or something like hits you a belt after, and you can't. I, I think Hagen has enough of sense, and if he doesn't, he shouldn't yellow cards. He's actually only backing themselves into corners. Yeah, he's, he's backing right. themselves into yeah. corners. I think he would have more control if he, if he said to you, passing you, watch it. Yeah, he does, though. I think, in fairness to the men, I think he's a brilliant referee, and I think that's the approach he normally takes. If you're watching back in yeah. other games, you'd the often show, see him. He said, the Ireland. Yeah, there was a problem. Yeah, but if you watch him, you can often see him ticking. You can often see him ticking. Yeah. You know, he, he'd be ticking coming out. He might have a quiet word. You know what I mean? You don't have to be seen to do that. But, but, I, but he does You see, if you're in control, you don't have to take that much action. Yeah, that's the word. And if, if, if the players believe that you are in control, and that they're not going to get away with it. Everybody will try and jump, but, jump a skip. To, to make a, a general point about all sports, hurling in particular, I think, thrives. The excitement for the individual, for the audience watching or the spectator is that when the game is flowing, there's an, there's an excitement in you. Metro from commentating days with no Leo yourself. You know, it's a thriller. Of a, it's a thrilling sport. Soccer can't match it. Rugby can't match it. And anyway, the rules in rugby are cut and dried, very strict to cut and dried, and just replays in VAR, or what you call it now, the TMOs, whatever you call them. Same in soccer now as well. But hurling is more, I suppose, natural. So the, the, the riff that's always blown in hurling, we hate him because he's, we're making, he's the star of the show, he's stopping up the game, and he's ruling the flow, and his, the little, his little nudges go, uh, or he's pulling little nudges for nothing when he could go on. Then when Keenan does the opposite, mm. uh, it leads to trouble. So where's the bad? It's impossible to be a referee. Yeah. Then the other thing is, they are aware, they have assessors above on the stand. And even the days, they have an assessor on the stand every day. But then, when they have the cameras of RTE and the Sunday game coming up that night, 
Who'd want, more, who'd want to make a decision at all on the pitch? It's not easy. But it's, and you have to be but, sympathetic. But it's also coming back to the situation. You know, we have every sort of a coloured card now. It's true. We have everybody, referees, they're all mic'd up the whole lot. I mean, we have done everything that the rugby has done, that the soccer has done. Yeah, enough, yeah. Bear, uh, introduce. Video. Um, TMO. Yeah. Game, yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean... Let it be for a penalty or this or that or whatever. It's you know, right. it'll be sorted at the spot. And it's the nonsense that's going on with people in the Sunday game mm. and all the media, for the want of a better word, and everybody driving their own agenda. And then that's the GA the point. And then the GA compounding what they're trying to defend. Exactly. But you see, another point from that, you said it, and you said your own agenda, the agenda's there, Matthew. If the Sunday game had three people from neutral counties commenting, you could accept their opinion on picking out tackles. But when you've a guy on it, say, and, and it's Dowling, who's a, a nice young fella and a nice guy. And, and, a, good, and, and, and a good and a good and yeah. But when you think, with all his mates that he played with, he's not going to call out his friends. He can't go back to the league on the Sunday game. He can call out two clear lads. Yeah, but Pat, as and well as well as well in fairness to Beck Dowling, I think Dowling's a great analyst myself. He is very good. I enjoy him. You know, the beauty card, there's no, that's totally uncalled for. Oh, I agree 100%. You know what I mean? Yes. But he shouldn't be in that position. Yes. They should have had a Kilkenny man, a tip man, or a, an Antrim man. You're right. And and Davy was on talking about a clear match yeah. the time before that. And I said it at that case. He and Davy said nothing wrong, by the no, way. No, yeah. no, no. But he sh- from RTE's point of view, he does sh- not make sense. He, he shouldn't have been there. Yes. No, exactly. No. Pat, our match, as you mentioned, Davy, and we're going to be talking to our Kilkenny representative there in, in a few moments. We, we'll, we'll let you join in. Davy's father, Pat Fitzgerald, after 32 years as secretary of the adult board, he was obviously secretary and Rooney of underage before that. He has finally decided to call time. Hopefully, Lee McCarthy will be in, in, in town before he goes. Your thoughts on the career of Pat Fitzgerald Metcher? Well, sure, 32 years is a mighty long time, as the song says. Um, you know, he has, he has uh, served the people well. Like all stories, he wasn't popular with everybody. There's no point in, 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 I, in, in, I, in I saying otherwise, because Pat knows that. And everybody knows it. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't, uh, what would I say, determine the man. Because it's like the referees, you know, you're, you're, you can't be right with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did things his way. And, um, you know, he, he served the, the county well. Okay, some people would say that he served it with an iron hand and would fault him for that. But if you, if you uh, served it with a weak hand and let everybody else run it, You'll be faulted as well. So you, you know you're damned if you do. But like he served it, he served it well. He, he he gave it his best shot. And the one thing that I would say about Pat Fitzgerald at this stage is that he has his 32 years done, and I hope that he has the health to rejo- to to enjoy, enjoy the time from now on when he won't have, as the fellow says, one crowd clapping him in the back and the other one giving out about him for their own agendas. I mean, that's that's life when you're in, in, in a public position like that. And um, the main thing at this stage is he has decided his retirement and I hope he has the health to enjoy it with his wife and his family. Yeah, and we thank him for all he's done uh, for Clear GA. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app, Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. 
And now we're joined on the line by a man who's very good to see here on Scarif Bay Community Radio as we're going to get to the Kilkenny view on this weekend's uh, Ireland semi-final. No, this man needs no introduction. Adrian Ronan. Adrian, you're welcome once again. Good afternoon, mate. How are you doing? Hi, Adrian. Adrian, what a weekend in, in store. You know, obviously we'll talk about a quick about Galway and Limerick later on, but Kilkenny and Clare, you know, um, 25 years on, the last time that we played, we played you, you played in the semi-final, uh, you came through the qualifier route, the qualifier the quarter-final, Clare have come through that on this stage. What's the feeling in Kilkenny on this game, Adrian? Yeah, sure, I suppose. Like I said, the immediate thought uh, with a lot of the genuine Kilkenny supporters after watching uh, Clare and Wexford, the excitement, the comeback out of Clare, I suppose, the excitement in that game. A lot of genuine people here in Kilkenny would have felt that this might be a match that we could struggle in. But as we're getting nearer, and it's now Saturday, and we're getting nearer to the game, I suppose there's a little bit more belief. Uh, we're still unsure. We know there's a team picked, but a lot of people think they're that team might be a dummy team in cases because we've been doing that in regular, regularly in recent times. So I suppose a lot of people are hoping that the team that uh, is picked has, I suppose, a party Welsh plan. I mean, it's a long time since we went to Crow Park without a Welsh plan for Kenny from Tullerone. And look, um, I think a lot of us uh, in Kenny that folly hurling and folly Kenny and enjoy Kenny hurling feel that we need a Welsh from Tullerone involved just on the day. And I think. If that's the case, I think we give ourselves a great chance. But at the minute, we're, we we feel that maybe the bookies might be right. Clare are definitely the farm team. They have the more, maybe the speed and maybe the more of the hunger. Um, but look, you can't beat the experience, I suppose. People are talking about the shootout between Tony Kelly and TJ Reid. But there's more to the Clare team than Tony Kelly. And there's more to the, T- the Kenny team than TJ Reid, even though those two boys have carried them to a lot in the last few years. But look, there is a... The backup and the support act group are very good. Yeah, and I suppose, Adrian, you know, we're looking at a previous farm and, you know, Wexford turned over uh, Kilkenny, I suppose, in, in, in the round robin. Kilkenny still came back and won the Leinster Championship. Clare overturned Wexford, but Wexford gave him uh, a very big scare. But obviously there was the mental uh, recovery battle of coming back from the defeat in, in the Munster final. You know, I suppose, it, in all things and purpose, Adrian, favouritism will, will go out the window as a game will take on a life of its own. It will, but, uh, and you're right. Um, but if you're looking at form, that's the only one we can really relate to in recent times, the Wexford match. Both of us have played Wexford in the last three or four weeks. Both of us, contrary to what people might want to think, that a lot of people said, ah, Kenny didn't have to beat Wexford in the park. We didn't beat him, we couldn't beat him, we were unable to beat him on the night. So that was a concern. Yes, Clare struggled against him a long time on the back of maybe a, a huge month of final performance. So that's probably the only form that we can go on and relate to in recent times. So if that's the case, then there's not going to be nothing between us. It's going to be like any game, a, look, a lucky break. And, you know, we can see it happen the last day. Look, there's different tactics that Kenny might use based on what Clare and Kikini, when Wexford perform, and equally uh, the same way with Clare. So the matchups will be interesting. But the only thing, I suppose, for us in Kilkenny, and I suppose we look back on the last two, three, four years, We've had a poor record against Clare uh, in the last two or three years. And I know often that's happened uh, down in Cusick Park. But we went down last year, the year before, with a very strong team to, to win a National League match and we couldn't perform. So we don't have a brilliant record in recent times against Clare. And that's a little bit of a concern um, for us going down there. So, look, I know where we're talking. I know who we're talking. The, the pressure's on you, boys. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> but going back to Cody, uh, Adrian, um, in modern times, the last couple of years, maybe three years, obviously the quality of players available to Cody haven't been as great as they had been six, seven, eight years ago when they were some of the best players I ever played. But there seems to be a good bit of uncertainty of who might start and who might be coming on. You mentioned it off air before we were chatting, but uh, that's something about Kilkenny that, that uh, I think Cody likes to keep people guessing. Or does it say that there's maybe, uh, maybe sorry, maybe 10 or 11 players from, from, from midfield up that are of a similar standard and no one knows which one might start, which one might come on? Is there a bit of uncertainty or do you think he knows exactly what he's doing? I think there's uncertainty because I think from all along uh, we mightn't have, as you rightly said, the high quality that we had over the years, that X-factor player. But what we do have, to be fair, is we have 22 or 3 players that he can mm. trust. And it's all based on the form. And based on the last two weeks of being in Johnstone Castle training, the form of a lot of lads has been very good in the last two weeks. That's the rumour coming out of the camp. That's a huge plus for Kenny. The big rumour coming out of Kenny is Richie Hogan's perform. And will Richie Hogan make an appearance? And will he... Or is it all just all hearsay uh, in the last few weeks? But there's huge talk about Richie Hogan now. It's hard to believe that Richie can come out of nowhere. Yes, he's been training, but he hasn't played a full match for Kilkenny or even Tackin Park. He's only been mentioned as a sub in the National League. He has made no appearance. But there's huge talk about Richie Hogan. There's no doubt in the man's class. But look, 35 years of age. Can he make a part? Could he do but make a part? Look, we know what his contribution to was against Galway two years ago. The man is a genius. But look, in the modern game, you really be on top of your game. So look, in that case, Kilkenny is, I think it's more about the uncertainty um, because we have, as I said, a lot of players hitting and missing and maybe misfiring in the last few weeks. So that's where the uncertainty is. But be warned, the last two weeks, the form has been good. The rumours coming out of the camp has been good. The only downside is, is Fogarty going to be right? Uh, he's a Cody fan. Cody's a big fan of Conor Fogarty in the middle of the field. Will he play? Will he not play? Uh, he has, hasn't trained in the last three weeks. And as I said, he he has a vital role to play for Kenny under the radar in the middle of the field. And, you know, a lot of lads are wondering who will pick up Tony Kelly. If Fogarty's available, I think he might be the man to pick up on uh Tony Kelly, not the one that everyone is talking about. Kenny. And before I just head over to the lads to Matthew and the lads, uh, one last quick one as well, um, Adrian. Uh, after the Wexford game, I think that the feeling in Clare anyway was that Cody was watching that and he was going to have Walter inside and TJ Reid inside and they'll be raining these missiles from on high in on top of our full backline who didn't deal well with, with, with uh, McDonald and uh, Chin. Um, but you don't necessarily see, see it that way or that Cody sees it that way either. Uh, again, look, we're, he's a fan of Ruth One, there's no doubt about it. And I suppose the, the, the knockers here are all afraid that that's what we're going to go back to. Look, Lee Chin and MacDonald caused uh, Claire huge problems. The cause, MacDonald and Lee Chin caused those huge problems in the park. So both sets of full-back legs mightn't love the high ball uh, in this case. Do I expect to Kenny to rein in high balls on top of the Claire full forward? And yes, I do. I might listening to the rumours again expect TJ Reid to be there for a while and Parry Welsh maybe beside him and that's again I mentioned at the very outside I think the role of Parry Welsh whatever his role is going to be I think is vital I think the man is hurting badly I think the Welsh family are hurting badly they've given so much to Kilkenny and he hasn't been seen the last two or three months or last two or three matches and his form and that hurt that you carry in your bag I think it's vital to Kilkenny and I think just I'm hoping maybe, maybe I'm just hoping but 
I think Parik Welsh is going to have a bearing on this match, and I hope it's a good one for Kilkenny. Yeah, I, I'm just getting worried there, Adrian, listening to you, because in relation, you know, you obviously, like an awful lot of people, have, have great regard for for the Walches, and, I mean, the record speaks for themselves, but a wounded cat or any animal is, is a dangerous thing, and you're there talking about Adrian Ronan, oh, sorry, you're Adrian Ronan, but you're talking ab- <laughs> ab- about um, Richie Hogan, Um Richie, you know, he might be 35 or 6 or 7, but as a clearman, I prefer this evening to see Richie sitting in the stand than coming onto the pitch at any stage because I wouldn't trust him from here to the microphone that I'm speaking into. <laughs> and I mean that in a decent way, Tim, sorry. Yeah, no, and I, look, I'm a huge Richie Hogan fan. I always have. I dealt with the man for four or five years. And you're right, you know, class is permanent. Yes. Uh, form is temporary. And... Look, if the rumours are true, if the rumours are true, um, just these two boys have had no appearance, have had no bearing on the Leinster Championship. And you rightly said, a wounded animal and a wounded cat is a dangerous animal. And just these two guys, if they have, hey, pride, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the two of them playing. If the two of them are playing or have a big, decent part to play, I think they give us a great chance. I and, hope I'm right. And just before before you come on here with us, um, we were just talking, and Paddy here said about, you know, that there are some names on the Kilkenny team that may not be very, very well known. And I said to him at that stage, well, th- th- that would mean nothing to me because we have seen that in the past and they mightn't be known this evening, or to, now as we speak, but they could be known by six o'clock this evening and uh, there could be another star uh, shining somewhere f- around Hill 16 you know and th- that'd be worried but the one thing just coming from your vibes there you know I I said before you come on I wouldn't trust Kilkenny as far as I throw them as in fact you know believing that you could beat them because you know you could be better than them and they could still beat you mm-hmm. you could but you look I'm a bitter t- t- twisted Kilkenny man in 1997 the same happened in a semi-final we went into a semi-final against Clare and we lost our full-back and our centre-back just before the throw-in. And if Clare had to lose the Sparrow and Brian Lowen that day before they played us, they wouldn't have bet us either. Yeah. We lost the two boys, and Clare went on to win the all in 97. So we don't forget these things. So, <laughs> you know, these, these Kenny lads in a semi-final. Look, yeah. talking to the players, and look, Clare are favourites. The bookies have it right. The best in performance, they're the favourites. Rightly so. They've had the best performance. They've been brilliant against Clare. But you're right. To be foolish for anyone to write off Kikini in, 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 in Crow Park. And you must remember, this Kikini team have underperformed last year against Cork and all Ireland semi point this group. They've underperformed against Tipperary and all Ireland in 2019. They've underperformed in 2020 against Watford. And that group will be reminded of that all week. So, again, whether that's enough, I don't know. But we might just be coming in under the radar a little mm-hmm. because the favourites tag is with Clare. That might be something Clare might be comfortable with. This group of players wouldn't have had that favourites tag all year. No. And they might be able to carry it well. We, that's the bit of hope we might be hanging on to, that we're coming in again. And, you know, as proud to Kenny men, underneath it all, we might be saying, hold on now, how the hell are we coming in under the radar here? It might suit us. Just might suit us. But <laughs> and going back to what I said, I think it'll, it might suit us. But for us to win it, I think Parik Welsh and possibly Richie Hogan will have to have a bearing on the thing. I don't think we have enough of consistency in what we've had up to now. And we, we're going back to the well, some might think, but sometimes going back to well, you see it at all sports, you see it in the tennis at the minute, the dal, you see it in the soccer, you see it in the hurling. Sometimes 
your age doesn't matter. Your age doesn't matter, and I'm going to talk against what I'm after saying a minute ago. You know, when, when you see, on, no doubt about his talent, but when you see um, Richie Hogan's name coming so strongly here, and that he is 35 years, if you want to look at the can from the other side, you know, is it, no doubting his ability, but is it um, a, reflection. a reflection on the Kilkenny, the rest of the Kilkenny the panel? Young pretenders, yeah. The young yeah. pretenders that, that, that Cody doesn't think that they're up to it. I know he has his way played on, but, you know, you, a, a good 25-year-old would probably last longer, but maybe not do as much damage as a good 35-year-old. Do you understand yeah. where I'm coming from? And again, no, I do, of course, and, and, that, and that's why, again, for some strange reason, Kenny are allowing things to happen out of the group this year, allowing rumours to come out all year, and they've spun us all down a different track. And I don't know if it's been cleverly orchestrated and I don't know is this whole Richie Hogan thing just a decoy for the likes of Owen Cody who's supposed to be flying it the last two weeks now if you remember Owen Cody of mm. course you do the hurler of the year the last two years yeah. young hurler yep, of the year young as well, 21, yeah. 22 he has been quiet uh, in the last three four months he's been quiet in the last three or four matches and if he's going as well he is well maybe Cody's deflecting all the the rumour out about Richie Hogan. Maybe he's deflecting the whole thing and maybe we're all fools here to take the pressure off of Cody and these guys. So you're right. But again, I keep going back to it. You can have all the young lads you like and we do have them. There is an uncertainty in the Kilkenny camp. There is a lack of trust in all the guys together and even the players themselves, the group, the, camp, the people around the camp, the people with maybe outside the camp. Just, we all have, a, and going back to it, you think I was related to him in, the, in my neighbouring club? I just think <laughs> Parik Welsh has to have an influence on this game and, and a positive one for Kilkenny to win. For yeah. Kilkenny to win. And Adrian, you know we, we know where you're going in that. Adrian, before we before we let you go, there's the, the small matter of the second semi final tomorrow between Galway and 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 Limerick. King Henry in in more in charge of of Galway, can they cause an upset and knock Limerick out of the championship, Adrian? Sure, it's very unlikely based on everyone's on the farm so far. They've been too inc- inconsistent. Galway, as much as I'd love to see him winning for Henry II and Richie O'Neill, who's coaching him, Richie, I can see him from the window here. He lives across the field yep. here. He's heard and involved with us. They're going well. They're quietly happy. They need to take their chances. They need to be obviously more consistent. Their six-backs will be very good, but they're not getting their scores on the far end and they're not getting turning them into scores. Hey, Henry's involved. He's a winner. Um, he might have a plan, but it just might be a step too far based on form at the minute. Um, Limerick are just too strong. They're full coming back with a full complement of players. And one thing about Limerick, not only do they maybe not have a love for the, the, the likes of Yee, but they definitely hate this group of any players, so they're busting to get one, one of us. So I think that that alone is going to drive the Limerick lads. They don't mind which one of us they play in the final because they'll, they'll, they'll equally dislike us both on the day when it comes to it. So, for me, it's Limerick. Yeah, and indeed, Adrian, with that, we're going to take... Uh, t- thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Look, whoever win, may the best team win uh, later on today in, in Crow Park, whether it is Clare and Kilkenny, we wish them the very best looking down at Ireland final. Obviously, up here, we'll be hoping for, 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 for a clear win. But once again, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us, Adrian. Oh, well, best look, thanks, Adrian. Thank you.
And once again, thanks to Adrian Ronan taking the time to talk to us. And now we move from uh, Kilkenny and we're going to get the views of the Galway uh, public on this All-Ireland semi-final as they take Limerick uh, on tomorrow in, in, in Crow Park. And we're joined by men who's always very good to us here on Scarra Fake News Radio, former, former Galway hurler Andy Cohn. Andy, you're welcome once again. Thanks very much, guys. It's, uh, unfortunately, the, the, the weeks are drawn to close now with our championship. We can kind of see the the end in sight even though it's only heading into July uh, this week but um, you know it, it, the time is passing by like we're, we're, we're talking about semi-finals already and we haven't got yeah. a warm day yet <laughs> yeah t- t- I know, t- we, we actually t- spoke about it a good bit during the week you know and uh, I was talking to a lot of lads and you know you'd always get the summer holidays out of it and you, you'd be ju- lads would be just back to school when the All-Ireland final would either be on or to be on the following Sunday Bit of crack at the Galway races if you were in the semi-final as well, wouldn't you? It's going to leave yeah. an awful yeah. bite, Andy, yeah. though, isn't it? I know the club hurling yeah. beyond, but it just doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. No, you're 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 you're, you're dead right. And those kind of milestones there, especially here in Galway, the races always coincided with an All Ireland quarter final, uh, and it normally ended up being on the Sunday before the races start on the Monday, and it was either glory or doom and gloom yeah. on that Monday. <laughs> And then, like you said, then about that first weekend in September, you were always back to school, and you were always that kind of that that Sunday night coming down from Crow Park was always the the gloomy night because you knew you were heading into the winter. Then it was all over at that point. We are, look at God, we're heading into the semi final, Andy, and look at a mammoth task. There's no doubt you can't brush it up any other way, taking on uh, reigning All Ireland champions Limerick. Yeah, look at it. If I was asked to describe the mood here in Galway, it's, it's. it's it's not overly optimistic really. Look at the we know that that look at they have a they have a free swipe here now with Limerick. Um as such they're under no pressure because Limerick are heading for three in a row and they really want that three in a row because considering they had such a famine just from since nineteen seventy three to, to twenty eighteen. They really, and now that they're there making hay, I guess they really, really want to, to keep pushing on. Um so I suppose the pressure is on Limerick in a way and with Galway if we can just kind of relax and and, and just really have a right go at them, um, you know. Look, we might, if there's some some gods looking at us, we might might get a result, but probably unlikely, I would say. But Andy, you know, people will always say Galway can always produce the the the, the unexpected when least expected. As was uh, to put it one way, you know, they've turned out in semi final wins before when they were, when twelve and expected of them. Okay, the loss of Gerard McInerney sent back a huge loss uh, to Galway. I know they have they've covered there, but you know. They need everything to go right, Andy. Well, they do for sure. Like they, they, they've had some great surprises. Over going back a, a good while now, I suppose, uh, where they really churned out victories where there was in the in the build up they had no hope. But I, I just kind of think we were talking during the week here, and we were kind of saying like that maybe if you looked at the Clare Limerick Munster final, and you would say that Clare were really, really they they could have beaten Limerick on the day. But then when you seen Clare against Wexford, you thought, geez, they have the hope of getting out of this after, up to half time. So we were kind of flipping that over and kind of thinking from a goal side that, you know, okay, they just about got away from Cork. But if for one day they actually did actually turn up and they all hurled out of their skins and really had a go at it, you just don't know what could happen either. But on the surface of it, looking at the strength that Limerick has, the potential that they have to come back in, it, it really would be a big ask. Yeah, correct, Andy, and we all agree with you on that one. And nevertheless, in the back of our minds, we're saying, you know, okay, take the uh, the um, Henry Shefflin factor. You know, he has such experience in Croke Park as a player and as did as a manager of Belly Hale, and he's a winner, a born winner. You know, he was surely instilling the players in the, over the last couple of weeks 
this thing that look at no matter who you're playing in Crow Park, there's always a chance of winning. He will drive. He'll have driven, and uh, he may have maybe hatched a few little plans about maybe you know how to take on Limerick, especially up front for Galway. So you know there's always that that Henry factor that he might just get the most of Realas and get that all lads playing well together the one day. Exactly, and the, the, the Leinster final is a perfect example of that where Galway got caught by typical Kilkenny just kind of determination uh, and all of that as well and, and outside of all that I mean the, the whole occasion of going to Crow Park the big, big days like you said Shefton has been through them more than we could ever dream of and he knows the approach he knows the way he should be thinking uh, and like I said he definitely has some he definitely has has good ways I would say of, get, of getting across to those players to get them get them in tune and I'm sure he hopefully has a couple of plans up his sleeve as well too for us which fine pinpoint limit in certain areas and to get down to specifics um, Andy you know the Galway lineup. do you think will change much from the day against Cork I know it's enforced with uh, McInerney gone of course uh, probably uh, we were agreeing there that um, uh, Joseph Cooney might go back there but uh, overall do you think uh, there'll be much changes in the team apart from the enforced one no, I think, and I guess we we, we definitely going to miss Gareth McInerney's physicality the next day. But um, you're probably looking at something like maybe Joseph Cooney coming back to the halfback line again in, in some position. It could be six or it could be on the wing. Um, Ronald Glenn started in the half forward line the last day. He'll probably more than likely come back to midfield. And Brian Glencannon, uh, he probably will start. I'd say he'll slot back in there in, in the half forward line or even on the inside line. Like so, I suppose there's not really much over major changes to it. A lot of the guys are personnel that's been there over the last all the games so far this year there's, there's not really too many surprises to come from the bench um, Jason Flynn came on the last year he was okay yeah. in spots so it's, it's hard to know um, it's, it's hard to see them really making any major changes it could just be a little bit of surgery on the team itself but no no major changes Yeah and, and I suppose yeah. Andy look at Limerick uh, will have their probably go over to try and test it but their, their bench is going to be much stronger than it has been you know there has been question marks asked about the Limerick bench but definitely the addition of, of, of Keane Lynch who we're expecting to be togging uh, Peter Casey who we're expecting to tug not too sure what role Barry Murphy will have but you know their trees use additions to any panel Exactly I mean the talk is all of, of Keane Lynch but like Peter Casey he scored five points in the All-Ireland final last year before he went off with his knee so I mean so he was probably in player of the year for him maybe at the time absolutely you think you're worried about Keane Lynch and you think Peter Casey rocks out there or you you could have Aaron Gidan watch for 55-60 minutes of a game on Sunday and next Peter Casey comes out here and, and <gasps> the strength and depth alone is, is, is just it's frightening if you actually thought about it too much and, and kind of I suppose on, on paper when you look at that I suppose that's what's pointing the, the dial towards Limerick yeah, indeed. Look, we hope we hope that this maybe that might be the case for for Galway from the Galway point of view. Andy, later on today, does the small matter of, of Clare and Kilkenny to see who will be playing either Galway or Limerick. What's your thought on this one, Andy? Is it uh, one that's just too close to call? It's very close to call. Very, very close. Because like the, the two of them, Clare have what they talk about. Kilkenny, Clare have that determination. They have doggedness. But they're a very, very good team as well too. And I suppose you could say it revolves around Tony Kelly, but you've got a lot more players now adding into that. Um, you've got very, a very, very good bench with Rodgers. Uh, me and Colleen, they're adding to that team as well. Like So I suppose Kilkenny nearly let the hat out of the bag a small bit with Galway where they kind of lost that element of surprise now. That will kind of really warn Clare heading into that game. So I think if Clare can kind of match them physically which they shouldn't really have a problem with the likes of Fitzgerald and McInerney and that I think kind of going down the stretch 
I think Clare will have that little bit more firepower from kind of midfield up. Um, so I, I'd definitely be calling Clare for that one. And Andy, do you think the Crow Park factor will encourage Clare? You know, we've invariably played well up there. Or, you know, it's more or less a home venue for Kilkenny at this stage. Do you think that that will have any bearing on the, on the game, Andy? Well, I think a big bearing on is that, that this time Brian Lowen is driving them now. Um, they're back in Crow Park again, I suppose, into the semi-final. They probably a lot of regrets after that um, semi-final in 2019. Um, so I would say with Brian Lowen at the wheel now, I would say that... that, that that core park element now, I think they're going to take their chances that little bit more. They're going to seize the day that bit more, let their back there again. Um, so I, I just kind of think that Kilkenny have, they kind of know what's going to come down the tracks, but I think that they're going to want it that little bit more because they're finally back there again. Yeah, and Andy, at the end of the day, you know, you, you're, you're who you officially uh, tipping to get the Adal Island Holland final of 2022. Look at my 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 dream final always was since I was watching in '95. After I suppose since I wanted revenge, really since that semi final in '95. Um, I suppose I, in an ideal world, as we go away and clear, I'd be hoping. But I, I I'm, I'm kind of t- tilting towards it'll be clear Limerick round three. I think really in that Ireland final, I, I can't really see a uh, bar a miracle really for Galway uh, and clear. I think just being that, having that little bit too much for for Virginia, I, I'm looking at a, probably a Limerick clear final. Andy, with that, we're going to take our leave. You're very good to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio once again. And hopefully, all going well, we'd love to be talking to you again in two weeks' time exactly. with a clear, clear Galway pairing in the All-Ireland Final. Hopefully, guys. I'll hopefully have a lot of homework ready for that. For Fingers that crossed. Uh, yeah. Fingers <laughs> crossed, yeah. Andy Cohen, as Thank always, Cormila Magos. Slán, Andy. Thank you so much, guys. And once again, thanks to Andy Cohen. Pat, finally, I didn't get your view. Who do you think is going to be Lord Ireland seeing the Hurling final pairing after the weekend? I have to agree with Andy. <clears throat> I think Clare and uh, Limerick uh, for round three, as you said. Um, I believe Clare are good enough to be Kilkenny, but we're all aware of the pitfalls, and I have my own fears. And I think I think we'll be Kilkenny at the top three teams. Leo, you 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 know, and all Clare hurling followers have their own fears of those those cats, those cocklets, or those diplets from decades and decades of it but I think we're good enough to beat Kenny I just like the way Lohan has, has us going I think Galway will give Limerick a rattle but Limerick will, will, will win the game towards the end with the bench and with the with forwards they have Pest there's a small matter tomorrow of an All-Ireland minor hurling <coughs> final you know unfortunately Clare are not taking part defeated by Offaly in the semi-final it's Offaly in Tipperary you know two neighbouring counties yeah. Offaly in their first final since 1989 you know, Tipperary been there a few times since Quick word on this one, Pat. Who do you think will be the All Ireland minor cha- under seventeen champions or minor champions uh, come down in Northern Park tomorrow? Well, well, first of all, it has to make us a classic. I think you have two fabulous teams. The Offaly team now, you know, the Offaly lads after been maybe six, seven, eight years at under eight and development level have got up to this stage now, and uh, I think they have a smashing team, Leo. Uh, when they beat, I saw them when they beat Leash. Obviously, I saw them when they beat Clare, and they have some fabulous players. Particularly the long range scoring is unbelievable. Their touch and their it lived like. There isn't as much obviously ground hurling or first time hurling like the old Laffley team, but the touch and the quick delivery and the little missing with the, the ball is still there. The old good, yeah, and they have some fabulous long range strikers. And the man Ravenhill, what a captain! What a, a captain long range he is! Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and he's not from East Belfast, I think. Well, the pitches, but uh, yeah, and uh, Martin, Martin around the middle he there was, and yeah, sure the father was a great wing back. Uh, tip, obviously. Brilliant, brilliant win against Galway in the semi-final in a classic game. And I suppose we, 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 
they've a couple of us settled players. Tom Delaney comes to mind. You know, you mentioned you mentioned about him yourself. He's, he's a super super young star, and uh, let's hope for for his sake he has a he has a you know he'll continue hurling as well with Tip into the future because Tip could use good lads like that and be great for himself as well. But uh, classic claim could be in store here. Uh, Neighbouring counties, obviously. Uh, I'd be hoping. I'd be I'd be hoping awfully. I suppose even though uh, we had our own issues with Offaly before in the past in '98 and all that. But that's that's history. I think it's good to have Offaly coming again strong to make Linster hurling strong. And I mean, you have to admire the way they play the play hurling. So I think that that young team they have is is fabulous. They're very confident as well. But uh, I think they might just have enough. But look at it's it's, it's it could be fifty fifty game. And if tip it, it won't be a surprise or a shock. But I just fancy Offaly slightly. Yeah, and thanks for that, Pat. And that concludes our sports I saw here this weekend on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dirk Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. My thanks, as always, co-presenter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, uh, to Matthew McMahon, Adrian Ronan and Andy Cohn. Thanks also to the men in control tower uh, is, is Jim Collins. Without him, we wouldn't have a show. And thanks to you uh, for join, joining us here on Scarab Bay Community Radio today here for Sportsline. And we wish the Clare Hurlers all the very best to look in Crop Park later on this evening. And we'd like to wish all the people travelling to the game who are listening to us here uh, a safe journey and hopefully enjoy the game. And we hopefully come 6 o'clock this evening or, whatever, or later on, come whatever, F7, that we're looking forward to an All-Ireland final in two weeks' time. So all that remains is for me, Leo Dial. It's Bannock Day, August Lawn. Mm-hmm.